I can't even see the audience because it's so dark, but I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least racist person in this room. That all men are created equal. Our fates are linked. Race issues are controversial, but that's precisely the reason why we need to talk about them. Welcome to the Prejudice and Pride podcast, a student-run podcast about race and ethnicity in the United States. I'm Mel Casada, And I'm Alec Rauder. Today's episode will focus on answering the somewhat loaded question, am I racist? I know for many, this may be a simple question with an obvious answer of no. Most people even fear being labeled a racist, and it's a heavy word that holds a lot of weight. Here's the thing. Even individuals deeply committed in egalitarianism possess hidden negative prejudices and stereotypes. What if I told you that I do, you do, to some extent we all do? Well then, Mel, we'd be talking about implicit bias. Last episode, we covered the science, or more accurately, the lack of science, behind race. But today we are going to explore how human biases have affected our associations and relationships with these so-called races. The setting is a Board of Education meeting in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Teaching about racism in the curriculum and allusions to critical race theory are being discussed. Longtime board member Greg Gillette says, If we're going to cure this, I think the way to do it is probably to have some sort of a policy that just forbids us teaching any child that they they have um, unconscious or subconscious bias or that they are any less of a person based on the color of their skin. Some may not see the glaring issues with Mr. Gillette's statements. The two things have nothing to do with each other. Learning that you might have unconscious or implicit biases doesn't somehow make you less of a person in general, and certainly not less of a person because of skin color. If we're going to have fruitful conversations about the subject, we need to understand some key definitions. In the debut episode, we covered the definition of interpersonal racism. To give a quick reminder, interpersonal racism is when one person holds biased views towards people of another race, often resulting in acts of discrimination. The key word here is bias. Let's start there. Biases are evolutionary safety devices ingrained in our brains. They range from rudimentary preferences, like one's favorite foods or colors, Your favorite cereal is harmless, and something like that has little to no consequences. To more impactful ones, like those made between traits such as race, gender, and ethnicity, which generate more damaging effects and are called implicit biases. For a more formal definition, the Kerwin Institute for the Study of Race and Ethnicity defines implicit biases as attitudes or stereotypes that are activated unconsciously and involuntarily. To make it even simpler, we are going to outline three criteria of implicit bias. Number one, as covered in the definition, implicit bias operates at the subconscious level. The fundamental and most important aspect of implicit biases is knowing that the bias is present, but not consciously held or recognized. Number two, implicit bias runs contrary to our conscious beliefs. Deshaw Hockett, a social activist and community worker, explains, You can be a school administrator, say you are deeply committed to nurturing and building young people, yet 
be the administrator in your school that leads to suspension and expulsion of young people. Both these things can be true. Number three, implicit biases are rapid, automatic associations. It's human nature for us to create associations between people similar to us as well as different. It's not saying that these implicit biases are not harmful. The emphasis is that these biases are non-purposeful. So ultimately, the most open-minded and accepting individual is susceptible to moments of subconscious discrimination. But does that make everyone racist? Well, no. This is because implicit biases are unintentional, unlike their counterpart, explicit bias, which is a commonly understood traditional notion of prejudice. People are self-conscious about explicit biases and hide them because they are socially unacceptable, or they don't bother hiding them at all. This means a person could have both explicit and implicit biases, and that's what makes it tricky. For example, a man can make an overtly racist statement like all black people are lazy, displaying clear bias. However, the same man could proclaim and honestly believe women are just as strong as men, but only call on his son to help carry the heavier groceries inside. This is why it is essential to define terms such as implicit bias and explicit bias when determining if one is racist or any of the ists. This is because implicit biases are fragile. If someone becomes consciously aware of their prejudice and their attitude or behavior is not changed, their implicit bias can become explicit. And since implicit biases are moments of unintentional prejudice, this is why labeling someone as racist is not as easy as hearing one comment. As a society, we need to work harder to avoid calling people racist unless clear explicit bias is shown. No one likes being called a racist because being a racist means being a bad person and no one wants to be a bad person. It also conveys the notion of finality as if someone is always one thing and can never have a bad moment nor can they ever evolve. Calling people racist immediately shuts the other person down and only puts walls between you and the other person. The conversation becomes a battle rather than a discussion. And obviously, if someone is clearly showing this explicit bias, they can be labeled as a racist. But it's important to acknowledge instead that we all have that implicit bias. Instead of just throwing around the word racist, we can not only begin to hold ourselves more accountable for our behaviors and actions, we can empathize with others to create more meaningful conversations. Our community, our children, my children, me, I do not see color. I wish all of our educators, administrators, and board members did not as well. Now that would be amazing if it were plausible in any way. Even people who have color vision deficiency, those who we call colorblind, easily make distinctions between people of different races. People who claim to be colorblind in this manner are suggesting that only their conscious thoughts matter and that those thoughts are never in any way prejudicial. Or, I suppose, that their subconscious thoughts are immune from all possible biases. It's another way of saying that they are the least racist person in the room. Like our opening quotation from President Trump. It's actually worse because claiming that they are capable of this superhuman feature, that those who can't help but see color are the people who are supposedly racist. And if we dare talk about people's unique identities and experiences based on race and skin colors, then to these folks, we are racist. So if you were to notice that Hispanic people are being treated differently 
than Asian people in a given situation. You must be racist. Right, because truly colorblind people wouldn't have noticed the race or ethnicity of a person. That's absurd. But what if they are really saying is that they are race neutral in their attitudes and behaviors? And yeah, they might notice your skin tone, but would never judge you on that. That would be a more honest approach, but less than credible once you take a hard look at implicit biases. There are plenty of times that people are completely oblivious to their own biases. Can you give me an example? Sure. In 2007, Joe Biden said this about Barack Obama. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and... He was trying to be complimentary, but referring to a black man as articulate and clean is hugely problematic. It is a compliment predicated on the idea that black men are usually less than articulate and, I guess, dirty. I see what you're saying. Joe Biden said something that revealed his implicit bias. But as we addressed before, that one comment doesn't make him a racist. Hopefully, when he was publicly criticized for the comment, he did some reflection on his word choices and learned from that misstep. Next up, we're going to give you a way to look at your own implicit biases. So it might be difficult to distinguish our cognitive biases, but that's why there are tests such as the Harvard Implicit Association Test that allows us to be more aware of the biases that we have. The Harvard Implicit Association Test is an online test that measures your association between concepts, such as stereotypes and qualities. For example, you might be asked to press the letter F when a good quality like wonderful or beautiful shows up on the screen, as well as when a black person shows up on the screen. You would also be asked to simultaneously press the letter J when a bad quality like ugly or disgusting shows up on the screen, as well as when a white person shows up on the screen. After this, the opposite is asked. To press the letter J with bad qualities and black people, and the letter F with good qualities and white people. At the end of the test, the measure results strong, moderate, slight, or no preference towards the test you take. An example result would be moderate preference to white people over black people. The test is anonymous and publicly available, and there are a plethora of different topics such as race, sexuality, age, and skin tone. I'm a family known for. I interviewed a friend of mine on her experience with and reaction to the Harvard Implicit Bias Association Test. Hi, thank you for inviting me. I'm Anvita Jalgum. I'm a senior at Hillsborough High School, and I'm 18. I understand you took this test last year in your AP Psychology class. What was your initial reaction to it? At first, I was kind of like, like, how accurate could this be? Like, how could a test really show you how you feel towards a certain group? But as I was taking it, I like, just like looking at the questions and answering them, I kind of like could predict what my answer was going to be. What were you thinking when you were taking the test? Like I said earlier, I was kind of like, kind of like skeptical of how accurate my results could be. But also while I was taking it, I was kind of scared of what my results would be, like if everyone else would get the same results as me or if I was like the only one who had this implicit bias in me towards a certain group. What was the result of the test you took? I was slightly biased towards European Americans. Were you surprised by that result? 
I wouldn't say I was really surprised. It was kind of more like eye-opening, like me being an Asian American and having to like see that in front of me, my results said that I was more biased towards European Americans was kind of just like shocking, I guess. Did you find that taking the test was useful to you? I honestly think the test was kind of useful because if I hadn't heard about this implicit bias or known about this test and taken it, I would never know that subconsciously I was like thinking like this and my actions were like based off of these stereotypes that I had, um, which I'm unaware of. And I feel like the test really made me like understand and realize like my actions or the things I say or what I think are kind of based off of these stereotypes that I have. It's just like kind of how our brain works, but I don't think the results really define you and your views. We hope through this conversation, you have learned to be more cognizant of yourself and others' actions. Ask yourself if these actions and behaviors are purposely done or are you a victim of rapid subconscious associations? Be hesitant to call people racist as it may hinder conversations instead of encourage them. Instead, acknowledge that we all have implicit biases so that we can learn how to work through them and to be open to changing our behaviors and attitudes. As humans who want to move forward towards an egalitarian society, we need to start holding ourselves accountable for prejudices we might not be aware of. Humans are products of our culture, and because our feelings towards certain groups are learned, they can be unlearned. Prejudice and Pride is a student-run podcast from Hillsborough High School in Hillsborough, New Jersey. It was made possible by the generous grant from the NJEA Frederick L. Hipp Foundation for Excellence in Education. This show features original music by Alec Rauder and is executive produced by social studies teacher Bob Fenster. We invite your feedback, stories about your experiences with race and ethnicity, and questions for our future Ask Us Anything episodes. Visit us at hhspod.com or contact us at prejudiceandpride at https.us. Thank you.